Today we're going to pray for the salvation of lost souls. Some of you that did not come up yet, you need to come up. We're going to make it real difficult for you to walk out of here the same way you came in. Some of you have already come to me and you said that you've got spirits on the inside of you. You know you're dealing with junk. We are going to pray for you. Shika Boomba, we are going to see power in this place. I want everyone to pull out their Bibles. Read Revelations chapter 3 right now to yourself. All the way to about verse 20. I want you to get it right now. I don't want to talk about it first. I want you to read it first. Those that don't have your Bibles, follow along on the screen. It's about the first 16, 20 verses. Tonight's message is, God says, you make me puke. We're going to learn it tonight. We're not going to be that church. We may live in a church age that makes God puke, but we will not be the church that makes God puke. You have to decide, even as you're reading right now, that you will not be the Christian that make that makes God puke. Jesus. Jesus. Show us your face. Show us who you are. Show us what we're supposed to do and help us to do it. Today we stop making excuses. And we put you first. Now, brother, put it in the Amplified for us, please. Jesus, every person in this place today that came here and you made God puke, you're going to repent and get set free and you're going to make Him happy. And those that are in this church right now, we need to make a decision. We will never make the Lord puke. Jesus. Revival starts right here. Revival starts in your heart. It says, I know your works and I know what you're doing. Go on up to all the way to Revelations 1, brother. 3, verse 1. Just put 3, 1, enter. Jesus, today it stops, Lord. And we go to another level. And to the angel of the assemblies in Sardis, write, These things are the word of him who has the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold Holy Spirit. In the seven stars, I know your record and what you are doing. You are supposed to be alive, but in reality, you are dead. Everyone look up at me now. I'm done praying. I'm preaching now. Some of you are dead on the inside. Change your wicked hearts. Rouse yourselves and keep awake. Strengthen and invigorate what reigns and is on the point of dying. You see, you come to the church and you want God to do something for you. I dare you to stand in heaven and tell him that. You're a liar, you're a son of the devil, and you act like him. How dare you come in God's presence and say, God, prove yourself to me. Prove it, prove it. No, 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 no. You need to make yourself love God. You need to make yourself love God. I'm going to say it again. Make yourself love him. It's your free will. You have a choice. You have a choice. Listen to me. Nobody forced a beer in your hand, you son of the devil. You put it in your own hand. 
You put it in your own hand, you daughter of Satan. You put the alcohol, the cigarettes, the drugs in your own hands and nobody made you do it. Now how dare you come to this church and act like God's got to make you. We've got to make you. The Bible says you better arouse yourself. You better invigorate yourself. You better get right with God. You better say on the inside of yourself, it's not about me. It's about God. I will love Him. I will love Him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need a church that says, I didn't come here to be tickled. I didn't come here to be entertained. I came here to love God. The Bible says you better invigorate yourself, strengthen yourself, for I have not found a thing that you have done meeting the requirements of my God or perfect in His sight. Nothing you do pleases God. Not one thing you do pleases God, you daughter, you son of the devil. Not one thing you do. You better get right with God. You better get holy with God. And you better make yourself live for God. You better make yourself. You better get up in the morning and say, I've got to pray. The reason why some of you don't worship with us is because you didn't pray for an hour this week all put together. But you watch TV. You watched your movies. You went to your MySpace because you're a son and daughter of the devil. And that's who you act like. That's who you talk like. And that's who you want to be around. This church is not for you until you repent. You need to repent and get right with God. You need to get in your soul a hunger and say, God, I want to live for you. This ain't a church about sons and daughters of the devil. This is a church for the daughters and sons of God. You ain't on both sides, my friend. Well, I'm a little like this and I'm a little like that. I'm a little like this on the weekends and a little like this during the week. You are a liar and you have deceived yourself. You better get right with God. And you better understand when you walk through these doors on a Sunday night, number one, it's not about you. Number two, it's about God. Shada, beta, bo, shika, boomba. That's what time it is. That's what time it is. Or I should say what time it is. And it's tight, but it's right. You can say amen, oh my, but it's coming at you either way. That's what the Bible says. You better do something about your spiritual life. Crossover is about crossing over from death to life. Death to life. When I come to this church, I want to see a church that is on fire for God. I don't want to see a church that entertains the devil. We didn't come to entertain your crowd. We didn't come to be the next Hot Boys, the next Little Wayne, the next gospel group that you want to listen to in your car as you still smoke cigarettes, have adulterous affairs. We didn't come to be that little friend Christian that you want. We didn't come to do that. We came to plunder hell and populate heaven. I came to make the devil mad. And if you're his buddy, if you're his child, you mean you may not be friends, hello? But we still love you. Because we love our enemies, even though you're an enemy of God. Watch verse 3. So call to mind the lessons you received and heard. Continually lay them to heart and obey them and repent. I want every backslider... Every person that's a son or daughter of the devil, when I say come to this altar and repent, you repent. You repent. You get on your knees and you talk to God about your life and you change in His presence today. Today. Everyone hearing me? You change today. Praise God. But I'm still going to heaven even if you want to walk out if you're going to hell, okay? 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Now look what it says right here. It says, so call to mind the lessons you received and heard. Lay them to heart. Obey them. Repent. In that case, you will not rouse yourself. Keep awake and watch. I will come to you like a thief, and you will not know or suspect at what hour I will come. He says he will come to you when you least expect it. I want everyone to look up at me. My sister called me one day on the phone. And, and, and she was crying and she was so upset. And Jared, you know why? Because she had got drunk and her boyfriend had beat her. And she got so upset and she was crying and she was talking to me. And she was saying, oh, Joe, I need Jesus. I was just in Bible college, man. And she was saying, man, you, you know, I need Jesus, Joe. You need to help me. I said, I said, Jenny, you know what you need to do? You need to pray with me. And so we began to pray, Jared. You know what? She prayed with me. That was the last time I talked to my sister alive. Because about a week later, she went out and got drunk again. She got drunk again, I said. She thought she could play with God. She did it again. See, some of you already know what I'm talking about. You already know how to live, but you're not living right. She got drunk again. She left the bar, and when she was heading down the highway 70 miles an hour, she took a turn too fast, went right into a tree, split the car in two, flew out the top of the, 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 the top of the car. And the man, the, the guy who did autopsy, who does that, the coroner, said that her body was like as if you took her and just ripped her through a grinder. He had never seen a body that mangled right through the top of the metal of the car. Split her car in two. Now listen to me, my friends. Your time is now. It says your time is now because you don't know when God's coming. You don't know when you pass away. It says, yet still you still have a few persons in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes, yet they walk with me in white because they are worthy and deserving. Now there's some of you here that ain't sons and daughters of God. Amen? There's some of you here that love Jesus. If you love Jesus, say amen. If you're walking white and holy, say amen. Praise God. Those are the ones he's talking about. Thus Shall he who conquers is victorious, excuse me, be clad in white garments. And I will not erase or blot out his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before my Father and before his angels. So Jesus says, you live for me. You do what's right. He won't blot out your name. And when you get up, that's okay if he gets happy. That's what it's all about. Amen. And when you get up to heaven, Jesus says, I know you. Angels, let him in. He says, I won't blot out your name. Everyone listen to me, from me the pastor to you the first time visitor. God says he will blot out your name if you don't act right. You better act right, you better get saved, and you better live safe. And if you say, I don't feel like it, you better make yourself feel like it. Amen? You better arouse yourself. You better invigorate yourself. You better awake yourself in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Look at verse 6. He who is able to hear, let him take heed to what the Holy Spirit says. Now keep going, brother. Follow me. Verse 7 to the top, please. It says unto the angel in Philadelphia, right? These are the words of the Holy One. This is Jesus talking to churches, by the way. The Holy One, the true one. He who has the key of David, who opens and no one shall shut, who shuts and no one will open. I know your work and what you are doing. See how I have set before you a door wide open that no one's able to shut. I know what you have, I know you have but little power and yet you have kept my word and guarded my message and have not renounced or denied my name. That's the type of church we're looking for right there. We're looking for a church that's not going to give up. No matter how small your power is, you're saying to God, I'm not going to give up. And God says, I work with you. I open doors nobody can close. I close doors nobody can open. That's the type of church we're going to be. In the name of Jesus, take note. I will make those of the synagogue of Satan. Look at this right here. Look how Jesus talks to some of you. 
calls you the synagogue of Satan. I love Jesus. I'm glad Jesus is not Barney. Amen? I said, I'm glad Jesus is not Barney. I'm glad Jesus is not Mr. Rogers. I'm glad Jesus tells it as the T-I is, as it is. Amen? I'm glad Jesus knows how to lay it down. Amen? So right there, he just calls some of y'all synagogue of Satan. That's okay. We're going to get you through that, though. It says, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan say they're Jews and are not, but lie. Those who say they are Christians but aren't not because they lie. Those who say they live holy but they don't because they lie. Those who say they're going to change but they don't because they lie. Jesus says, you in the synagogue of Satan. You may not have 666 and a pentagram on your chest, but just understand this. You and the devil go to the same church. Somebody say, help us, God. Oh, yeah, this is how I preach. Amen. Every now and then I got to preach. Amen. Praise God. I give him glory. Look at what it says. It says, take note. I will make those of the synagogue of Satan. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet and learn and acknowledge that I have loved you. The Bible says these wicked liars, these hypocrites will come to our church. They will bow down towards our feet and get right with God. Just like you saw this morning, they come and get right with God, just like some of you will today. You will bow down at our feet. Now you're worshiping us. It's just that we stand because we right with God. We don't got to get down and repent today because we smoke. We don't got to get down and repent today because we drink. We don't got to get down and repent today because we cussed out somebody on the way. We don't got to do that. We stand in His presence. But you're going to hit your knees. Amen? I said some people here are going to hit their knees. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. I love Jesus. Because you have guarded and kept my word of patient endurance, have held fast the lesson of my patience with expectation and endurance that I give you, I will also keep you safe from the hour of trial and testing, which is coming on the earth and the world, to try to test those who dwell upon it. I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that no man may rob you and deprive you of your crown. Jesus says, don't let nobody take your crown. Everyone look up at me, please. Let nobody take your crown. When you get saved today, those of you who are not, when you get saved, let nobody take your crown. Live for God. Those who are saved, your crown represents your salvation. Don't be going to the pawn shop of the devil, trading in your salvation for some booty. Come on. Don't go to the pawn shop of the devil, trading your salvation for a new job, missing church. Don't go to the pawn shop of the devil, trading your crown so you can keep your tithe and your offering. You're a thief and a liar, the Bible says. Hello. Don't let nobody take your crown. Everybody here who loves God, hold on to with everything you have. Look at your neighbor and say, hold on to your crown. Come on, say it like you mean it to your other neighbor. Say, hold on to your crown. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Look, he says, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have. Let no man rob you or deprive you of your crown. Verse 12. He who overcomes is victorious. I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God. I want to know who's a pillar in the sanctuary of my God. I want to know who's going to stand up in this church and be a pillar in the sanctuary of our God. Man, you got to shout it out. I'm a pillar in the sanctuary of my God. Say it again. I'm a pillar in the sanctuary of my God. God is looking for people that want to get on fire and he says, I'll use you, I'll use you, I'll use you. I'll build a church on you. I'll win friends through you, a nation through you. I'll change a block, a neighborhood, a city through you. God is looking for people to be pillars in the house of God. Do I have any pillars in this place today? Any pillars in the house of God? Woo! 
He'll take a drug addict and make him a pillar. He'll take a prostitute. He'll take anybody busted and disgusted, tore up from the floor up and make him a pillar in the house of God. It doesn't matter how you came in. It just matters how you go out. And if God is with you, who can come against you? You can do all things through Christ. You need to say, God sent me as a pillar in the house of God. I want to be here to be a leader and to make a difference and to influence others. Laziness goes out the door. Hallelujah, I'll make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God. He shall never be put out or go out of it. Some of you are just going to live in the presence of God. And I will write on him the name of my God. In the name of the city of my God. The new Jerusalem which descends from my God out of heaven. And my own new name. Bible says when you get up to heaven, he's going to write a name on you. You're going to get your identification card for being a member of heaven. Hallelujah. Now look at what he says right here. So he can hear, listen. Now verse 14, the angel of the assembly of the church in Laodicea. This is what we're talking about right here. These are the words of the amen, the trust and faithful and the true witness, the origin and beginning, the author of God's creation. He says, I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold or hot. What you, what, would that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will what? Spew you out of my mouth. God says, because some are neither hot nor cold, you make him puke. And the Bible says you step up to heaven, he won't think of you being cute. He's going to puke you out of his mouth. So the Bible says, that's what your Jesus just told you. So because, some of you here right now, because you, 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 some of you here, you know who you are. Because you are lukewarm. You. Talking to you right now. Not to your neighbor. You know who you are in this church. Because you are lukewarm. He will spit you out of his mouth. He's going to spew you out. He's going to say, you don't belong here. You worker of iniquity. You sinner. You liar. You blasphemer. Oh, Jesus is going to do that. I thought Jesus loved everybody. Oh, yeah, he loves you enough to change you. You stay the way you are. You make him puke. This church is not about having the smell of puke in this place. We will not be a putrid church. Now next week, whether it's Josh or myself or whoever's leading worship, I want us to lift up our voices and get on fire for God. I don't know what got in some of you today. I know you love Jesus, but some of you are a little lazy with the Lord today. I don't know if you ate too many burritos at lunch or what you did. But you need to make yourself love God. When you walk in here, make yourself praise Him. Does it got to be loud? Yes, it has to be loud. He said, shout unto me with the voice of triumph. He said, rejoice in the Lord and always rejoice. Does it have to come with passion? Yes, it always comes with passion. He said, love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. It's not his fault. Today you decided to give your time to laziness, to gluttony. Come on, to just wasting your day so that when you come up in here, you don't have no more strength to give him. You don't have any more of your mind to give him. The Bible says that's your fault. Now stop being lukewarm. Somebody say, I let God change you. Now look what the people say. Now you think these people knew what was going on? 
You would think somebody would know if they were messing up like that, doing stuff to God that made them puke. You would think people would be like, hey, man, I know who I am. I know I'm messed up. No, look what the Bible says, verse 17. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered and grown wealthy. I am in need of nothing. That's how you talk. Those that are in here that are lukewarm, that's exactly how you talk. You don't think you need anything. You don't think you need to change. You think you're okay. But you are really naked, wretched, blind. We're going to get to that. It says, I, you say I'm rich. I have prospered and grown wealthy. And I am in need of nothing. And you do not realize and understand that you are wretched. Bible calls you wretched. You are pitiful. That's another word for pitiful. You are poor. You are blind. And you are naked. Just close your eyes right now and say, Lord, show me who I am. Come on. Enough of me now. About, about you and Jesus again now. Lord, show me who I am. Lord, am I lukewarm? Lord, am I living for the devil? Lord, am I compromising? Lord, did I come in here lazy, waiting for somebody to hype me up? Lord, did I spend more time watching TV this week than I did in your presence? Let me just give you some markers right now, just as you have your eyes closed. Let me just help you out, because some of you don't have time to read your whole Bible today. Let me just help you out. Let me give you some markers to know whether or not you're that lukewarm person. Let's start off with this. In your free time, did you spend more of it with God or with movies, TV, and your friends? Any one of these things makes you lukewarm. Check it off. You are that person that God says makes me puke. Did you spend more time watching TV, hanging out? You're so tired, aren't you? But you weren't tired enough to stop watching the devil vision. Oh, no, no, you had plenty of time for that, didn't you? Number one. Number two. Is there any area of your life that the Lord has pointed out and He says, this is sin, and yet you keep doing it? And let me tell you how you already know you're that one, because the first thought that came to your mind is, well, nobody's perfect. That's how you lie. You and the devil, you guys talk the same talk, because he's a liar too. You must have got that from him. The Bible says when you're born of God, you don't continue in sin. That means the man today that looked at pornography, masturbated, that means he's, he's a liar. He is not a Christian. He is a lukewarm, putrid, wretched, blind individual and needs to get saved. That man knows better. He knows he ought not to do that. The woman today that keeps smoking, keeps drinking. Come on, you know, is there any area of your life right now that God says is a sin? Stop it! But you keep doing it. You keep doing it, doing it, and doing it, and doing it, and doing it. Number three. Was there ever a time in your life that you were closer to God than you are right now? Was there ever a time you were closer to God than you are right now? You say, oh, I used to be on fire. I used to do this. Or I want to get my first love back. Listen to me. That is another lie of the devil. You are lukewarm. If you have ever been on more fire for God than you are now, if you have ever lived more holy for God than you are now, you are already regressing. 
You are already backsliding. I don't care if you're taking baby steps or big steps. It doesn't matter if you take baby steps or little steps. If you keep going in one direction towards downtown east, you will get there. Baby steps will take you longer than big steps. Car will get you there faster. I don't care how big or little, how fast you're moving. If you are any sense right now, in any sense, less of a Christian than you were at one time of your life, then you are backslidden. You need to say, God, set me on fire. Give me fresh fire. Change my life. Rejuvenate me. Oh, Wake yourself, invigorate yourself, and get on fire more, more, more than you ever have been. Number one. Number two. Number three. You just heard them. Who are you? Who are you? Lukewarm people come to the front on your knees and repent before God now. This is what the Bible says as you come. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and he will eat with me and me with him. Lukewarm people, it's on you now. Send them forward, Jesus. Lukewarm people, you need to come forward and stop lying to yourself. Get on your knees and get right with God. Get right with Jesus. Change your laughter to weeping. Repent of your sin. If it's my leaders, I don't care who it is today. Get on your knees and get right with God. The Bible also says, To those whom I love, I tell you their faults, and I convict and convince them and reprove them, and I chasten them, and I teach them to repent and change their mind and attitude. I don't want anybody praying with them up here tonight. I want everybody praying by themselves. Those that are lukewarm, you need to pray right now. Now, those that are sinners, you are far away from God. You need to come to your knees and you need to repent. You walk out this door the way you came in, you will go to a fiery pit of hell. And you know not when he comes. Jesus, fill this place with weeping and mourning and repentance. I pray for every one of you that are lukewarm. God loves you, but I pray for you to be real honest with who you are and do not get up from your knees. Do not move your position until you know that God has changed you. Till you are changed. Stop worrying about other people. Till God has changed you. This church will be a church of radical disciples. That's what this church will be. By the way, this is not a library. Those of you that are lukewarm, you know how to pray. You need to open your mouth and talk to God. You need to open your mouth and talk to God. You need to repent. Come on, don't just silently repent. You need to be bold and you need to confess your sins. You need to awaken yourself. Don't do some little whisper tired prayer. Awaken yourself. Talk to God, man. 
You need to call on Jesus. Don't think He understands. He don't understand nothing about what you're about right now other than His judgment. He is rebuking you. He is reproving you. You need to call out for mercy. I don't know what gospel you have been taught, but this is the real gospel. You need to repent with tears, brokenness. You need to raise up your voice. You need to get serious with the God that can judge you today. It's called the fear of God, and you need a dose of it today, friends. You need a dose of the fear of God. Jesus, more, more. I pray conviction so strong in this place, God. I pray you open up the bowels of hell and let them have a taste of it tonight so that they'll hate everything that this world offers. They'll hate everything that the devil gives them. Y'all still whispering. I'm waiting for a, I'm waiting for a godly sorrow to come on this church. I pray right now for the Christians that are sitting at their pews, your chairs, I pray you to get on your knees and start weeping and mourning for your friends up here that still don't have a broken heart for God. I pray you get broken for them right now. Christians, pray for them. Pray that their hearts get broken, that they're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that they feel His grieving, that they feel His discipline, that they feel the brokenness of God. Pray for your friends. If I don't hear my Christians in this place tonight, I'm telling you what, man, y'all backslidden too. Come on, those that are Christians, you better lift up your voices for those in here. And if you can't do that, then get on your knees up here because you are lukewarm too. You are backslidden because you can't pray for your neighbor. You're just a liar like them. Get on your knees and repent. Jesus. Jesus. We will not be a church that hides sin. Your pastor's not here to be your friend right now. I'm here to guard your soul. I'm here to help you get to heaven. And I'm here to help you live right. This is how you do it. Get on your knees. Repent. Christians, lift up your voices. I'm going to give Christians 30 seconds in the back. If you guys don't lift up your voices, I'm calling you frontwards. If anyone is still sitting in the back and their voices is not raised, they have no position in this church. There's no elder in this church that does not lift up his voice. There is no deacon. There is no one in this church that has the permission to remain silent. You are of the devil if you remain silent. You are of the devil if you remain silent. I'm giving you 30 seconds. You don't have a heart for this church to be holy. You yourself are not holy. Lift up your voices. Do I have the right to demand you to do this? Read your Bible. I have the right to call a holy assembly in a fast and to repent and call upon the name of the Lord. He said, if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways and repent and seek my face, I will heal their land. This church is a holy church. Every elder will be holy. You will cry out for holiness. Every person in the 201 class, you will cry out for holiness. We will be a church that is holy. We will be a church that is broken. We will be a church that will not settle for anything less. I don't care what you did at your church. I don't care what you did before you got here. What it was like at the church you used to go to. This is how we do it here. This is how Jesus did it. He said with weeping, mourning, and wailing. Jesus. Jesus.
Jesus. All that have not raised their voices in their seats, come to the front and repent for you being backslidden. Repent for being a religious hypocrite and a liar. Jesus.